正在收听。In the corner, by come by the water pail. 博客，好的。<笑>And I recently got to stop over in the old People's Republic and visit with my friend. Being the geeks that we are, Peter and I chatted a lot about history and politics, but we also discussed Peter's fairly recently found faith, where which in the communist country still carries some risks. So since last time I saw you、mm-hmm. in China, you've become a Christian, right? Yeah, almost three years ago. I'm not Christian. I think there's a God. I still don't believe science and technology as well. Chinese do. So explain that statement. You mean in China that most young people believe in science yeah, and technology,、right. but don't believe in God? Yeah. So what made you decide to become a Christian? First, you know, when I was in college, I read a lot of books about democracy,、mm-hmm. about American culture, American culture, and the movies about Christianity.、Mm-hmm. And the most important, I have met a. Friends, just like you, most of them are, you know, have Jesus belief.、Uh-huh. So they treat me very well, and I think they are great person in the world. They're very kind, very warm heart, and so they give me a very good example.、Mm-hmm. So even though I'm, I'm not at that time Christian, but I think Christian belief is very, very good belief.、Mm-hmm. And after graduate from university, on one year I went to by myself. And when I arrived there, I have no friend, and so I'm feel alone and lonely. And once I went to a bookstore, and I met three girls. They read Bible together. They were sharing something. I I saw that. Picture that、uh, very nice, very impressive to me, very lovely and cute. And so, actually, I want to just talk with them. And after some days, I watch a video about Jesus. The name is Five Minutes of of Jesus. Chinese?、Uh, I think English.、Oh. I watch that video, and and after the video, there's a advice to encourage you to accept Jesus if you believe. So I I accepted.、Oh. And I and I prayed for him, and、uh, there's an, another advice from that video. If you accept it, you can pray for the Lord to help you to prepare a church for you. So I prayed again, and only after some days I went to a very good university to attend lectures, and I was looking for a classroom. So I don't know where it was. And there was a guy who was heading to me, and he smiled to me, and he asked me what can he to help me. I asked where the classroom is, and he told me that. And he asked me, do I believe Jesus? And I told him I am.、Uh-huh. And 
he asked me how do I read the Bible and communicate with the God. Mm. So at that time, I didn't read the Bible every day because I can't understand it and I, I don't know how to pray for God. And so he shared his testimony and how he accepted Jesus and how Jesus changed his life. He encouraged me to accept it again. So we prayed together and after that, he invited me to join the activities of that church on Saturdays. So after that, every Saturday, I went to a university because they have the activities, the Bible study and play, play basketball together. So almost every Saturday, I went to that university for Bible study. So every time, I love it. And I, I was, uh, first, because of the guy who believed Jesus who gathering, uh, who was gathering, a very nice guy. They are happier, and they are treating me very, very nice. And the word of the Bible really, really encourages me to make me feel peaceful and joyful and make me don't worry about the reality. So. Every time I went there, I like the hungry guy who eat the hamburger. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so every time, mm -hmm. and after some some months, I was invited uh, by the sisters and the brothers to join them on Sunday's gathering. Mm -hmm. So that's my testimony. Singing glory, hallelujah, amen. Our pastor is a Korean pastor. Yeah. He went to China almost 20 years ago. He's a great guy. He's so brave. And he graduated from a very good university in Korea. He had a very good job in engineer. But he quit his job and he went to China with his wife, you know. In 1990s, it's, in China is not very, very open. I heard about that he went to police office once. The police arrested him? Yeah, because of the pre- Oh, because yeah. it was illegal more. Yeah. It's legal now. Yeah, it's illegal now, but still, you know, very careful. To explain to people listening, and yeah. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. every church has to be registered with the government. That's in the public church. Public church, yeah. yeah. You're not allowed we to are, meet yeah. in secret. Yeah, we are in secret. We you can't are meet. Yeah. Oh, you're a secret church, yeah. so you can't meet in people's homes. But people do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes they get in trouble and go to prison. Yeah, we we have to very careful for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how do you keep the secret? Uh, you know, every Sunday we when we gathering we gather in the apartment in oh. houses in that's the house church. Yeah, house church. Mm -hmm. That's the brother and sister's house. We have to change the houses by turns. Uh -huh. uh, like this Sunday, we gather in this brother and sister's house. Next time, we will gather another. Uh -huh. So we keep it by turns. Yeah, so it's safer. This yeah. Now more thoughts on his pastor. He's so brave. He works too hard. 
and he has quite a big family. His life is, I think it's his very good life, but I can't do that right. because compared to him, I'm, I'm much weaker. Now you had said you had a, a problem with him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, so talk about this because this is a problem in America too. Yeah, yeah. You, you said he was too autocratic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, I think nobody is perfect. Sometimes I agree his way to operate the church. But one thing I totally disagree is that, you know, in our church it has a big boundary between brothers and sisters. We can't communicate with each other. Uh, he separates them. Yeah, separate. Yeah, I understand his way why to separate. But I still disagree. If, you know, separate, that's not a family. Oh, very good. Right. That's very wise. Yeah. You need your way. Yesterday, I was in the taxi with Dodo, mm-hmm. and uh, I noticed that the taxi driver had a cross oh, wow. from her mirror. And so I asked, was she a Chitu Jaren, a Christian? And uh, she said yes, and she, she talked a little bit about it. And uh, later, when Dodo and I got out of the car, uh-huh. she said, you know, I've been to America, and, uh-huh. and uh, the Christians are very kind, but in China, yeah. many Christians are crazy. <laughs> So have you met crazy Christians, so to speak? And um, why do you think that happens? I've heard about the Christianity in China is a little bit different compared to the or, American and Europe. Yeah, I think Christianity in China, it has a long way to, you know, to go, to develop. First, the public church is, is not very open and it was operated by the government. Yeah, you can got the real gospel there but I think it's, it's the devil's plan. Because the government will often appoint the pastor. Yeah. And sometimes the pastor is just a member of the Communist Party and an atheist. He doesn't even yeah, believe. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard about that some pastors in the, in the public church. They just, they work there it's for, just for money. Oh. It's not for belief. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And also in China, in the now public house church, you know, house church is not free in China. It's not legal in China. So in China, there are many heresies. Yeah, heretics or heresy. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, every heresy church are different. Sometimes they created for for money. Sometimes they create for has the leader. They operate everyone. Right. Well, that's what we say a cult. Yeah. Cult. It's like yeah. one person controls many people. It's right. Yeah. Right. Why do you think people join a cult in China? First. I think China needs much, much more real pastors in China. And because in China, more and more people want to follow the Jesus, follow the Christ, and they want to believe it. But they don't know who Jesus is, and they don't understand the Bible. So the cults, they use their way, their mind to explain. And they, sometimes they uh, misunderstand Jesus' idea. Right now, it's not easy to be a Christian in China. The government, uh, under Xi Jinping, things have gotten a little harder for Christians in China. Can you talk about this? Okay. They destroy the cross on the churches. 
it happened in Wenzhou, that's Chinese Jerusalem, uh, because in that city, a lot, a lot of churches. And so they have more Christians yeah, there. Mm, a lot of Christians. Mm -hmm. And that city are very, uh, very de developed cities in China, and it is famous for businessmen. You know, around the world, there are a lot of rich businessmen from that city. Chinese and yeah, foreign? Chinese. Chinese, okay. Chinese businessmen. And the businessmen, you know, they grew up in that city and they went back and they built a lot of great and huge churches anywhere. But yeah, use their money and to just devote, contribute. In the Bible, you know, no persecution, no development. Christianity thrives when there's persecution. Yeah, it's right. You know, just like in America, because of the persecution in, in England, they uh -huh. escape to the new land. Right. Yeah. So you know, I think it's good for the Chinese Christianity because the persecution comes at a test which church is real Christianity, ah. which church is fake Christianity. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. And after the persecution, you know, a lot of sisters and brothers in that city, they pray together. It's, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. It's wrong. Yeah, it's but wrong. It, yeah. but, it, but there's a good uh, that can come from it. Yeah, yeah it's I, right. Yeah. yeah. Peter and I over the years had made several trips to Taoist-related spots in China. On my most recent visit, we decided to visit a village the sage Zhuangzi supposedly lived in. And while sitting in the bus station, Peter brought up how he now saw the Tao within his new state of mind. In Chinese copy, uh, Bible, in the book of John, yeah. John Gospel, the translation is Tao to explain Jesus' word. In my mind, the last Tao, I think, I know there is a God in the heaven, but in Lao Tzu Dao De Jing, he tried to explain it, but he never meet God, he never know God, oh. just he guess it. So you mean I like think. God was far away? Yeah, far away from that. Because during Lao Tzu time, mm. the gospel didn't come to China. Mm. I think in his mind, there is a God, mm. there is a real God. Yeah. But Jesus' God is very clearly mm. in the Bible. Uh, who is God, how God loves people, more personal, more clearly. In Dao De Jing, it allows to tell the people to respect the nature, respect the nature behind who created the nature. Right. So I think this helps me to respect to fear about it. It maybe helped you. It was good to know the Tao before you knew uh, about the, the gospel. Okay. Yeah. As we grow older, our priorities and allegiances often change, hopefully because of hard-earned wisdom. Peter shares how he used to be part of an institution he now finds rotten to the core. So you used to be in a party. Yeah, I, I used to be a Communist Party member. In Chinese university, if you are very good students, and if your examination can get a very good score, if you join in 
many activities, you are the leaders, so you will get more chances to join the Communist Party. I was a quite a good student in university, so I have more chances to join in them. And in my class, we vote for people, for students to join. So I got quite a high scores, votes. So I, I joined the Communist Party. You know, in China, it's very different compared to the times before 1949. Mm -hmm. I think at that time, people joined in the Communist Party. That's because they believe the communism can realize. But now, students or people who join in the Communist Party, I don't think they believe it. But if you are a member, you can get more benefits right. from the party, such as you can get more chances to find a good job in a governmental company, mm. in the school, or a hospital, or somewhere. So eventually you quit? In China, it's very funny. It is said that if you are not pay the membership money, it's not too much every year, you will get out from the party. So, oh, so if you don't pay your fee, yeah, uh, your, my fees. You're, you're kicked out. Yeah, so I have never paid after graduate. So, Do you feel now that, that maybe communism and Christianity are incompatible? I don't think. I don't think so. But in China, people don't believe communism at all, I think. Yeah, it's just a power. Peter and I used to love discussing the new and creative ways that officials at all levels in so many countries use power for their advantage. For example, did you know that Zimbabwe had a lottery? And miraculously, the dictator Robert Mugabe managed to have the winning ticket? Peter looks back now at an incident of corruption that initially robbed him of an earned financial sum. In that time, if you can't get a very good score in the examinations, if you are very active, in the school, among the group, organization, or clubs, you can get more chances to get the scholarship. That's quite a much money. When I was 30 years, I got a very good score, and I'm quite active in the clubs. So in my class, my score is, is the topest. And the so second you were one, number one? Yeah, I'm number one. The number two is my monitor. But he wants to, you know, he wants to get the topic scholarship. So he cheated because he has more power. He changed some scores on the examinations and the papers. Mm -hmm. So finally, you know, after the cheating, he, he got the number one scores. I got number two. So he got the scholarship. But if you got this topic scholarship, you will have a kind of test by the school leadership, but he was found out. He was not suitable to get it. I forgot what, what kind of reason, but he failed. So the number two will got the topest scholarship. I was number yeah. two. In the end, I got it. Didn't you confront him? And I mean, didn't you say, hey man, you cheated? Oh no. Oh, I, I 
it keeps out. We are still kind of friends. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't want to make him embarrassed, but I told him uh -huh. in our privacy. I told him, you can't do that. He yeah. knows that you know. Sure, yeah, but he, in the first time, he got quite angry to me. But but after that, oh, it's oh, okay. Yeah, you have a big heart to forgive yeah, him. It's it's yeah, it's right. But it's <laughs> okay. While chatting about recent American political happenings, Peter wanted to share a short history of the Cultural Revolution and particularly of its physical and political muscle, the Red Guards. During Mao times, in 1966, the Cultural Revolution began as a movement. So during that time, a lot of teenagers, they dropped out from the middle school, from high school, from university, and they take the free okay. trains, the free buses to go to Beijing for meat. So what did they do? to the country. They do a lot. They seem like a policeman. They can judge anyone they want. So they become the policeman and the judge. Yeah. And they jump out from the schools and they judge and treat their teachers very bad and they destroy their schools and they destroy a lot of traditional things like traditional buildings, traditional Furnitures, they burn the books, they destroy the temples, and they beat the rich man. So explain to people, why did the Red Guards want to destroy all of these things? First, they are too young. They are easy to get their brainwashing. Uh, you know what I mean? They are easily influenced by propaganda. Oh, propaganda, yeah. Before the Cultural Revolution, they stay out of school and Almost every day, they are learned a lot about the great history of Chairman Mao. And so the great chairman just seems like a superhero in their mind. The great chairman seems like their god mm. in their mind. Mm -hmm. So they want to do anything the chairman wants. There too. You said, for one, they were young, and why else did yeah. they want to destroy these things? The Cultural Revolution, that's the revolution about cultures. During that time, there are almost only one book you can read. That's the, we call Red Book. Red Book, that's the book Chairman Mom wrote it. And it was the only book for the Red Guards, right? Yes, just like the Holy Scripture to the Christians. If you read some Western books or you, you want to know something, Western stuff, that's kind of illegal. They think other culture or other books, other buildings is wrong, is poison. Let me get this straight. The things that were okay was Mao's words, Karl Marx, Marxa, Stalin, Stalin. Yeah, Lenin, Stalin. No, no history, no traditional no. culture books. Yeah, no God, no no laws, no drums. That's why they destroy the temples, the churches. So how long did so, the Red Guards terrorize 
the country. Total of ten years. The Red Guards finished in 1976. That's the year the chairman died finally. So the movement kind of stops, but not really. During the 1976, that's a cross to China. So the government, the people, they don't know where we will go. So the history almost stopped two years after the death. The school opens again, and the Red Guards can get back to school. So. After ten years, the, these young people are not young anymore. Right. Some red guards, you know, after nineteen seventy-eight, that's the year Deng Xiaoping got the economic reform. So China opens. So different cultures came to China. So some red guard got what they had done during that time is wrong. So they confessed. Oh, were they punished? Not really. Some regard, you know, think what they had done is wrong. So they went back to their school and they meet their teacher and they apologize to their teacher. Some regards wrote books about her own history about what they had done. Is wrong, and they wanted to use their history to teach their generations. Wow, I know that many people were killed during those times. Yeah, D- did they apologize to the families or? Yeah, but not all. Some regard they went back their school after the Cultural Revolution, and they graduate, and they got jobs in the government,、mm. and so. Some the ways they are taking is very similar. So some stayed in the Communist Party and became powerful. Now today in China, how do people look at the Red Guards in history? Good question. Right now, who cares? Oh, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, we've almost forgot. I seem to remember when I was living in China that there were some. That look back at those times, especially young people now, who didn't,、yeah. who were not even born, but they look back at those times as great times, and they wish they could have been there. Yeah, that's true. Some people thinks because the economic develops so fast, the rich people are getting much richer, and the poor people. Get poor,、right. so there's a big distance between the rich people and poor people. And some red guard, you know, they have no power, they have no degrees, backgrounds, connections. So there's a lack of a poor. So they a little bit jealous of the Cultural Revolution times. So they missed the time when everybody was poor. Yeah. Peter brought up the phenomenon of the Red Guards because of this incident at the University of Missouri involving the student political group Concerned Student 1950 and Professor Melissa Click. Neither apparently fans of freedom of the press.
jobs do. I'm documenting this for national news. You need to get out. No, I don't. You need to get out. I actually don't. All right. Hey, who wants to help me get this reporter out of here? I need some muscle over here. Missouri University. I want that news. A professor in that university. She wants to get the journalist for bit. He's making the video. The professor wants to control media. And what did you think when you heard that? I can't believe that. <laughs> For what I learned, the Missouri University, that's a very good university about media. And that's a professor in that university. She wants to control. She, she just looks like a, a king. A dictator, we say. Right, yeah. It feels like it's a fascism. Yeah, fascism. Yeah, you're right. And for our last discussion, Peter and I were making observations about how so many original provocateurs of particular revolutions had their own heads ending up on the chopping block that they themselves set up. Peter talked about one of the best examples in China's recent history. Liu Shaoqi. Liu graduated from a communism university in Russia and then joined CCP and Wenhei Go back to China, he joined the movement after a, a battle. The Communist Party between the National Party, the Communist Party failed. So the CCP has to take the long march. For people listening, there was a civil war in China between, right. between the Communist Party and the government at that time. National which was the, yeah. the Nationalist or the Guomindong. So they, they lost the battle and they had to march a long way. And Liu joined that long march. He got an important job in the long march. And after the long march, the Japan war. The Japanese invasion yeah. happened. Yeah, so he joined the anti-Japan war. And after World War II, he joined the liberation war. Another civil war after 1945, mm. almost uh, four years. Again, uh, it was between the the nationalist and the communist. Yeah, yeah. After the war, he was elected as vice chairman in China in the government. Mao Zedong was the chairman. Right. Yeah, that's his politics background. And in the 1960s in China. There is leap forward movement, right. and during that time, because of the wrong policy, a lot of people got the starvation crisis. So Liu Shaoqi did the economic reform. He made a deal of positive policy to try to make the economic recovered. So, so he changed yeah. Mao's policy. Yeah, he, he tried to, but this policy made him popular among the people mm. and not popular in the government because his possession improved too much in the people. So why would the government be upset that the people's lives had been improved under Liu Xiaoqi? His figure promotes mm -hmm. in people's minds almost equal to the chairman more. So this kind of phenomenon makes Chairman jealous. In 1961, because he did the positive policy, Liu was publicly acknowledged 
as Mao's successor after Mao. But by 1962, because his opposition to Mao's policies make Mao to distract him. So by 1966, Mao wants to use a movement to manipulate his political power. So the Cultural Revolution started. So Mao used the Cultural Revolution and the Red Guards and all that. To get his power back from Liu Xiaoqi,、right, to get his power back and to destroy his enemies in the government. So after the Counter Revolution begins, in the beginning, huge number of teenagers, like a stream, take the foreign trains to Tiananmen Square to meet their god.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and、uh, they, you know, they red guard destroyed. A lot of great things, and they attack their teachers, school leaders, and party leaders, and their parents.、Mm-hmm. So Liu and Deng, Deng is Deng Xiaoping. They are allies. They got together, did positive economic policy. So what it came down to, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or right.、Okay. Liu Xiaoqi and Deng Xiaoping, they were both not true communists. And they were communists about some things, but economically, they were more about free market. They are in the Communist Party, and they are conservative in the party. They were more capitalism. So after the revolution, Liu and Deng, along with some others, were denounced as capitalist traitors. So by 1967, Liu. And his wife were arrested in Beijing. And、uh, after his arrest in 1967, Liu was beaten regularly by the Red Guard in the jail. There's a story about him during the beating before the Counter Revolution in 1954. China produced a new constitution at the First National People's Congress. So during the beating, Liu. Take the China Constitution book to show the Red Guard and say to the Red Guard, the Constitution protect every citizen's human rights and protect everyone's free speaking rights. Because of the Red Guard during the beating, they want to shut him up, but it's useless. Which prison was he in? In the first, probably in Beijing, but after that, he was sent to Kaifeng. It's in Henan Province. It's far to Beijing because he was in the prison. His children, in order to protect themselves, they have to change their family name and their given name. After a lot of torture, he just passed away quickly in 1969. After the Counter Revolution finished, Liu quickly recovered his possession figure. In in people's mind. So even though he was dead, he was kind of redeemed. And we still think he's much much better than the others. You know what I mean? Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to know more about the plight of Christianity in China, ChinaAid.org we think is a good organization. That keeps watch of the current persecutions. 
Also, if you'd like to know more about Chinese history in general, check out ChinaHistoryPodcast.com, featuring the great Lazo Montgomery. The In the Corner Back by the Woodpile podcast is produced by a closet, a pocket, and a suitcase. You can email us at SpunCounterGuy at Hotmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SpunCounterGuy. And if you'd like to see a list of former episodes of In the Corner Back by the Woodpile, go to SpunCounterGuy.com and click on the pictures of piles of wood with chairs in front. Be sure to download the new Podbean app to hear this podcast and others on your tablet and smartphone. And a special thanks to thebrofisticate.com. Mm-hmm.